James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. We aren't talking about practice, but we are talking about everything NBA. Welcome to the third podcast of the Buckets and Beards series. My name is Foss, uh, and welcome to all our listeners. It's been uh, an interesting week with our uploads, and with me, as always, is my man, George. Foss, I've got a little surprise for you tonight. Oh, you get a surprise. You've been looking at me strange since we came up here to start you are, recording. You do have something covered in a tea towel. Oh, no, I thought it was my new hat, so thank you for noticing. But Oh, yours too. Yeah, well done. Yep. Um, it's, we're back in the Jordan room again with the collection that you guys can see on Instagram. Um, but yes, I do have something for you. Now, we've been talking about doing this podcast for about two years now, and we didn't do anything until this season. And initially, I think one of our uh, ideas, what we were going to call it, was Buckets and Beers because of our social basketball team. Then we and decided... our love for beers. Obviously. Or my love for beers. Your love for beers, absolutely. But then we decided that probably wasn't quite appropriate. So we thought it'd be funny if we had an unofficial drink sponsor and very much unofficial drink sponsor for every episode that we do. So tonight I've brought you in an unofficial drink sponsor. So the Look third out. episode... Look out. The third episode of our podcast is proudly brought... Unofficially brought to you by A and W Zero Sugar Root Beer. Root beer. Root beer. I've not tried root beer, but we've got one each, so give it a crack. And this is our very, very unofficial. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Very, very unofficial drink sponsor for the night. That's quite disgusting. Tastes a little bit like Listerine, but it was worth a shot. Yeah. I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually taken back for words. The, I think we might need to go back to the honey. Yeah, oh, the it's like Listerine. It tastes like Listerine. With uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It, I, look, I almost got the Dr. Peppers, but I saw the A&W root beers and thought this might be good for a laugh. And yeah. It's horribly, horribly backfired. I don't know whether I can finish this. Well, I'm going to drink it. No, I expect you to anyway. So, Look, little gag for you. Fun way to start the show. Let's get into it. I mean, you just can't make this up. Thanks, Stephen A. Smith. Um, a few people listening to have been like, what's these voices in between your segments and stuff? But we just thought we'd do something. We'd chuck in one of our favorite commentators and ang- all around angry guys, Stephen A. Smith, just to help break up the segments. Yeah, that's all he's there for. It's just a little bit of comic relief and, and to let you guys know we're moving on to something different. Yeah, so um, first segment this week, we're going to be going into just top three um, of the first two weeks. It's almost three weeks when we're recording this. Last week we did a top five and, you know, it's it's probably a bit much. So let's let's go with the top three this week. We've got more to talk about tonight, so let's get into it. And since you hijacked my opening, I'm going to start out today. I'm I'm, I'm going to go in with the East. Um, And it's my man, Tyrese Maxey. Beast. Where has he come from? Look, he's just—he's he's got an opportunity. They—they, they, we, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about. It. But they got rid of Harden. They've given the keys over to Maxi and and said, "Run with it." And he's I, grabbed it with both hands, man. He's grabbed that rebound. He's run down the other end, and he's dude, dunked it. He's dunked on, it on everyone. Anyone dropped the fifty piece the other day. Piece. Do you know what I think is more impressive than his fifty piece? 
What's that? In the nine games, I think it is prior to today's game that Philly have played, Maxi's had 65 dimes and 10 turnovers. Whoa. That's ridiculous for a point guard. I didn't even look that up. I just no, I, that's 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 enjoyed, one. That's enjoyed his one highlights. That, dude, I almost was going to text you today. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to show you up and I'm going to keep this on for myself. Right, but that's legit. Like how many other point guards that are touching the ball as much as he does are putting up numbers like that at the moment? And as you just said, dropping a 50 piece as well. Do you know who's looking at Tyrese Maxi and what he's doing in Philly? Everyone. And he's, and, he, no, and he's just like, that could have been me. Everyone? No, man. In the, yeah, the Clippers. Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. He... When Harden walked in, he was like, oh, I'm not playing. Yeah, look, every chance. And look, while we're touching on Philly, just a quick Kelly Oubre mention. Hit by a car, busted rib, cut up. He's, uh, he's Yeah, thoughts, ho- thoughts I think, and prayers. I think he's out of hospital now, but... Broken but rib. 100%. Thoughts, he, he was, he was uh, doing all right Dude, for he Philly. He played really well for them. Like, he was, a, he was a great off-season pickup. Like, he was obviously bounced around the league a little bit, but his first handful of games there were... Look, they're not maxi level. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone in the league just about at maxi level. At but moment, he but played a role for him. Legit. Absolutely. He played a role for him, which is what he needed in the league. He needed he needed to be a, a role player. He he worked he had a couple of seasons there where Ubre was like, I'm going to be trying to be the man. And he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was never going to be the man. He's like never he, going to be the man. Yeah, even when he went to Charlotte last season. Again, he, he filled a role and he, he can be that high volume shooter scorer that can, can get buckets. Yeah. He's a terrible beard though. Just putting that out. There. Consistency, consistency. But he's consi- consistency. Oh, it's, it's, dude, it's half the NBA. His consistency yeah. is the issue. All right. I think we've got a little theme going here. The East is yours, the West is mine. So let's just stick with that for a while. The first team I had on my list to talk about tonight was the Clippers and how much they've stunk it up since training for Harden. I think it's six. But what have tonight. we been saying? What have we been yeah, saying? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what I'm saying. We do not want to talk we are, about Harden. We are not going to. I'm just going to throw it in there quickly because it's hilarious for me. They've lost every game since they traded for him. I wonder how long it's going to be before they regret it. And if they follow us on Instagram, they might have seen the other day I put up a little bit of a, a troll on Mr. Harden after he wiped his shoes off and stepped up into a three. Nothing but air. Yeah, look, keep, keep trolling. Keep trolling. Anyway, so we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about the Clippers anymore. I think hopefully for the rest of the episode tonight. But I do want to quickly bring up Houston. Do Houston have been sneaky good? Like the, they've, they've won five on the trot. They're sitting third in the West. That's kind of come from nowhere. Like, yeah, they picked up Van Fleet and Dylan the Villain in the offseason and everyone kind of went, oh, what else are they going to do? But they've got some good young talent. And by the looks of it, they've got a great coach in Udoka who obviously whatever it was that happened in Boston that, that led him to be leaving Boston. Slept but, with half the staff apparently or something. I, th- I think we've got to throw him allegedly there allegedly. Again, just in case. But look, obviously whatever happened, happened there. But you know, Houston have picked him up and clearly the Duke and coach because he's he's turned around that franchise real quickly. Now, the, the big question I have for you is can they sustain this? Yeah, yeah. Um, and with a young team like that, they're gonna hit Probably that. Not. They're gonna hit that hump. It's a long season. It's Eighty-two a, games a is a long season. season. I think we're only like nine games deep. Some might be ten, but yeah, it's it's a great start. They're gonna hit a wall. They're gonna hit a wall of those first, second, third-year players. They're gonna get tired. And look, another team, and that's when injuries are gonna come into it. Another team in the West that have had just a great start, Dallas. Yep. And we said in our first podcast, we were like um, unsure about how Irving and Luca um, were going to fit together, especially try and ball heavy players. 
look, it seems to be working at the moment. Shout out to Josh Green. Absolutely. And he's, he's doing his role off the bench and Dante Exum's starting to get some more, more Yeah, he's starting to get too. some minutes. He's starting to get in that rotation. He, he is. But I think I think with Dallas at the moment, it's Lucas' team. And I think Kyrie's accepted that, that, that he's got to play that second fiddle. So Kyrie's finally grown up a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't guarantee that. But he's at least recognized that he's not the number one option on this team. I think as you get you know further deep into the season, yes, we know like Kyrie's injury history and, and Lucas conditioning and, and those sorts of things and his just love for bitching at the officials, which gets him teched and then risking that suspension towards the back end of the season. But I think their size is going to be something that they're going to struggle with. I don't think they're quite big enough, especially when it comes to matching up with the Joker. And that's something that's uh, come up in the media of the NBA recently is uh, all the texts that have been thrown around because uh, Giannis got ejected the other day after taunting, taunting yeah. um, but he'd already been tacked up once in that game um, and there's just a couple more that um, yeah they're just they, 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 they seem to be trigger happy, happy trigger game. happy on those texts even in this morning's games I don't know if you saw I know I sent it to you while you were at work but Draymond and Clay and McDaniels from the Wizard uh, oh, Draymond's the gone on holiday Draymond um, they, is going on holiday. They, yeah, absolutely. Like they were tossed two minutes into hundred seconds into the game, and you've got three players tossed already. Like, okay, I know what they, especially Draymond putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Like you can't do that, and it's no. not a good look. But very quickly to get thrown out of a game. But what was what was going on between McDaniel oh, and I uh, haven't seen the footage, Clay. but I read the report, and it was like they got kind of a bit tangled up. And they were just like holding on to each other's jerseys coming down the court after a possession. And then just started like pushing, shove. I think it was almost like in like an AFL football here, like jumper punches sort yeah. of thing being thrown. And then you know, obviously the other players on the court have, have come in to, to try and help their teammates. And at that point, Draymond's gone, I know what's a good idea. Let's put someone in a headlock. Look, we've all thought about putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock. I think I was going to thought you were going to say we've all thought about putting Draymond in a headlock. And I was like, I know who's someone who'd love to do that, and that's Jordan Paul. But hey, that's uh, a whole different story. That's a, to- that's a different type. That's another story. podcast. All right. For next for me in the East uh, is the stumbling of Boston. Where yes. it, last time yes. I talked about them, I was like, ah, oh, they're not going to lose many. They're looking 60 plus win season looking probably best in the East and stuff. And I reckon it was two days after we recorded the podcast. They lost. Yeah, and they and looked they looked bad. And they lost again. But look, I think I think you nailed it just literally 45 seconds ago. It's a long season. Yeah. Like, there's going to be teams that are going to have little blips and, and, and whatnot. And, and that's to be expected, especially when you've... For Boston, like we've talked about in the first couple of pods already, that it's a, it's, it's a lot of a roster turnover. Like that, that takes time and, and chemistry, and and if you have the the likes of, of Tatum and Brown not having an off night shooting wise, mm. like th- there's there's going to be the op- the not the opportunity to something. There's going to be opportunities for other teams to get wins there. And we talked a lot about uh, Paul Zingas and how he started out the season really good with like his debut for Boston and that, but he's been a bit uh, he inconsistent. Been, yeah, he hasn't been awful, but he hasn't been as consistent yet. Yeah, but that's still to come. And look, speaking of inconsistencies, the. The, the number two point for me in the West has just been the slow start of some of the more fancy teams. Mm. Like Sacramento, slow out of the blocks. Both LA teams slow out of the box. Now, I know, you know, again, we're not talking about the Clippers, but obviously there's been a roster change. We're not going to talk too much about the Lakers because everyone talks about the Lakers, but they've had injury troubles. Yes, but I was about to say that Purple and Gold have had an inconsistent roster for most of the season at yeah. the moment. 
Um, but shout out to AD, he's playing good ball for him. And that Bron back this morning after his calf contusion, and look, I'm, I love saying the word contusion. It's gonna it's gonna come up a lot. Um, but like Sacktown, slow start. I know De'Aaron Fox again has been out injured too, yep. but. Again, is it, a, is it a little bit of a consistency They paid a thing? lot of money for Kevin Herter to come uh, across from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and he got called out as well He by wasn't the shooting the ball well. He really wasn't. I um, think JaVale McGee hasn't been played enough. I think every team should play JaVale McGee at least 35 minutes a game just because it's JaVale McGee. Well, Shaq didn't afford wouldn't have a segment without exactly. JaVale McGee. That's what it's all about. Um, Utah's another one. Like Again, I, I know Utah's a team that like they, they don't have superstars, but last year they came out of the blocks red hot. And and this year, what's not, uh, what's Markman Markinen doing? Not enough. Uh, not enough. Not enough. Because Kessler's uh, hurt. Jordan he's, he's one of those guys after FIBA. I thought would be coming into in hot form. Yeah. Um, and just killing it out there. Yeah. Look, he, he he's doing his thing, but he just doesn't have enough help. Kessler's hurt. Jordan Clarkson hasn't had an, uh, a great start to the season. Um, and and the other team that I think a lot of people out there might have had higher expectations for so far as the Pelicans with a healthy Zion. Did get the win today though. They did, but they've, they, again, this, I know CJ McCollum's out with a, a collapsed lung. So again, you know, fingers crossed that's not serious. He might they, need that. He might need the lung to play basketball. Absolutely. It's, it's a pretty serious injury, but hopefully it's nothing more sinister and it, you know, he can, again, you know, prayers and thoughts to the family and you hope that for a speedy recovery. But, you know, Zion's come out in the media and just gone, Look, they, they said to me last season, I needed to buy in and I needed to be more present. I've been doing that. It hasn't been going the way we've wanted. So I'm going to take a bit of a backward step. Now, if you're the coach or the GM or the owner, how do you feel if you've got your, essentially your franchise Man. player saying that in the media? Man. Oh. Uh-huh. Exactly. I don't even know how to think about that. Like I, I heard the soundbite today and I was just like, Sure, if, if you feel that way, I get it. But you, you say that to your coach behind closed doors, you don't air that in the media. And unless the next thing we're going to see is a little, you know, play you know play from the James Harden playbook, and he's like, get me out of here. I want out, yeah. Um, team that has started well, though, in the East, Indiana. India have been flying. India have been flying. Obi Toppin. Just love saying his name. And you, you beat me to it. I was going to start with Halliburton. I was going to start with Halliburton. Dude, he, he's another one. He, he, him and Maxi, if they're not at the moment, for, for me, that's your starting also guards right there. Talk about that trade. Oh, 100%. That we always have saying best trade and in NBA history. Halliburton and then Sabonis. And Sabonis has been, like, he's been, again, he's been He was an all-star. Stack. Yeah, 100%. But um, I think like Halliburton, Maxi, there's, there's your backcourt for your all-star game straight away. Yeah. But Halliburton killing it. Um, I think he dropped like twenty nine today and like fourteen assists, and they knocked off Philly. He in Philly. In Philly, he's he's just about a walking triple double that guy. Yeah, and he, you know what? The, one of the coolest things about Halliburton, man, have you seen that guy smile? He he plays with he a smile on his ball. face the whole time. Ball. Like you don't really see him chirping. You don't you don't. But see he's much one better. of those young players that developed over summer with Team USA, oh, working yes. with all those good coaches. He's come in and he's just using that with every, uh, everything he's doing. Um, and yeah, I was about to say Obi Toppin coming across from New York, someone who I love playing in New York. Yeah, he he was another one. Loved playing basketball. Always had a smile. Loved a good tomahawk dunk. Who he does? Yeah, he he that dude can jump out of the gym. 
But who's the other dude that Indiana picked up this offseason? He's got uh, a big fat piece of bling on, on one of his fingers. Bruce Brown. Brown. From the Nuggets. Uh, yeah. He's their starting small forward now. Like, you got championship pedigree now. You got some. Youth 100% and, forgot about that trade. Yeah, but you've got some youth. Well, he was a free agent signing. They, they yep. signed him away from Denver. But you've got some youth. You've got a lot of athleticism. And you've got some excitement there in India again. And Miles Turner still he's doing his thing. holding on in, at, at that center position. Yeah, he's, he's doing his Always thing. Always thought he was going to be too slow to hang around in the NBA for long, but he's found a niche. I just thought he was going to be traded. His name's been on the trading block for, oh, for three years now, along has. with Buddy Hield, but they're doing their thing. And look, the the other the one for me that I think has just about been the biggest surprise packet in the West so far has been the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, I know we're not even talking about the reigning champion Denver Nuggets at all. So I think next week I'll just do a little segment on that just to show some love. But Minnesota have come out of the blocks strong and they're doing it with defense. Like I know, man, I know they picked up Rudy Gobert, not the season one before, but we we need to talk about it. And man, and man has been insane. So he's probably the best two way player in the league at the moment. A hundred percent. He's, he's averaging 28, six and five. Like once again, it's crazy. Summer. Yeah, he huge. was he was easily top two, top three best player at FIFA. Yeah. yeah. And look, I think I think a full off season with Rudy Gobert, Carly Anthony Towns, and uh, you know, getting them in a system that can actually work. Yep. And and giving them the opportunity to play together with with Cat being healthy has has really started to show that, you know what, maybe this experiment with the two big bigs can work. I've been saying for about the past three seasons, they just need to give up on Carl Anthony Towns, the big cat, and focus on Edwards. Look, and- but if they can make it work, if they can make it work, that's not a bad combo in a small market 100%. team. I think that's the thing you got to keep in mind. This is a small market franchise. You've got the franchise player in Anthony Edwards, no question. He, he is the franchise. I know that Cat comes out and says, oh, I'm the best big man shooter of all time or something like that in the offseason. But... It's Ant-Man's team. Mike Conley's been doing his job playing playing great ball. You know, you've got a you've got Jaden McDaniels without a broken hand, and you've got Nasri doing the thing. Like they've got they just find a bit of continuity. They're finding some consistency, but they're doing it with defense. They have the best points differential I see, of any team in the league right now. I see a little bit of Jordan and a little bit of Mumba in Ant Edwards. Oh, there's something there. They, he's got that thing. Uh, he just wants to be the best. So you've got, you got Ant Man, like you say that he's, he he has that like little bit of charm. You saw it when he was in uh, Adam Sandler's Hustle, but he he's got that killer instinct. Halliburton. I feel like he's matured a lot in the off season too. Halliburton has that huge smile. Like he's got that big beaming smile. You don't see that from Ant Man on the court. No, he he wants he wants to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that Stephen A. Smith I'm not quite sure what was so funny but we appreciate your input as always what do you got for us now Foss? look um, in one of our previous episodes I was a bit sceptical on this uh, French freak that everyone calls Wemby um, so I thought I'd just do a bit of a Wemby watch okay give us give us a Wemby watch alright when we watch season stats so far. Okay, okay. He's averaging just a shade under 30 minutes a game. Yes, that's about standard for 
a rookie. 1.53s. Okay. 9.3 rebounds. Okay. 2.5 assists. One steal, 2.4 blocks, and 18.6 points. Look, reasonable numbers for a rookie, but is it what everyone expected? Look, it's better than I was expecting. Oh, I'm not sure. I would have thought that he might have been a little bit more efficient with his shooting considering he's so big and that he probably wouldn't have shot quite as many threes. But look, at the end of the day, the Spurs are still 14th in the West. And I know you're not massive on social media, but Dude, all his highlights all, social media. all his highlights were the shots that went in. Oh, the... People people didn't realize that when he was playing in France last year that he was uh, like shooting like twenty percent from a three point line or something. Yeah, and dude, the the best mixtape you're ever gonna see is Ben Simmons's Instagram in the off season. You can oh, put, yeah. you can put whatever you want. Nobody on can media. beat Ben Simmons in yeah. the off season. And look, we all know that. And again, quick little shout out to Ben Simmons. He's got another nerve injury in his back, so he, he could be on the sideline for a little while. Was playing good before that. He was, was but that's good? that's not what we're here to talk about but, at the moment. We're talking about Victor again. Best system. Best coach of all had time. His, had his matchup against um, Chet. And he, look, he beat, he beat Chet today. He did beat Chet. Chet. Chet was trash. But 28 minutes, 14 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, but only eight points. I would like, for, for me, I want to see a bit more efficiency from him. And I think at some point, like this scoring average has got to go up a little bit. Like, you know, eight points and shooting six threes. Like, But I've been impressed last five games he's played. He's been staying on the court. Yeah, he hasn't had the foul in India in Indiana um, on the eleventh. Um, I mean, seventh to the eleventh. Sorry, that's the American yeah, date. Yeah, so we got to go um, with the backwards for dates for ESPN. Um, he only played twenty-one minutes, so got in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, had to sit a lot. Um, still managed the ten rebounds, and I can't see the points, but um, I think he had about eighteen. Yeah, or something. Right. But it, that's not bad in twenty-one minutes. But he had he had to show up. Look, for when he was on the court. Look, we know that rookies take time to develop and you know, those people in the off-season that were talking about him being all NBA and, and an all-star and all that sort of stuff, I was sceptical from the get-go. And, and it, again, it's still early days. So, look, I think Wemby Watch is going to need to be like a maybe a monthly segment. We'll just check back in with you and see what he's doing. But, look, it's a good start. He's better. He's it, better than what we expect. It's a good start. It's a good start. I mean, how silly is that? So, Foss, I think we mentioned probably like the first five minutes of episode one about how injuries can make or break a season for a team. Or a career. Or a career. Brandon Roy. Love the guy. But Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Gregor. We, we, the list is endless. But anyway, as the only registered medical professional in the room, I thought it's worth touching oh, on. Flex. Flex much. We tap on your teacher. We can roll with that too. You got you got way more IT skills. Than Shout I. out to any of my students listening. But I know a thing or two about injuries, not only from my own experiences of ankle surgery and knee reconstruction, but look, the, early in the season, we're three weeks in. There's already some teams that have struggled with a few notable injuries. So I'm just going to give you, give you a quick couple of highlights. But then I want to talk specifically about a team that I think are, are really struggling with a significant injury in the moment. But anyway, here's a couple of quick highlights for you injury-wise. Shoot. 
Lonzo Ball, done for the season before it even started. Third the, season in a row? At least. Second or third. But the Bulls are garbage. I think we're going to need a Bulls segment next week just to talk about how trash they are. And then we can discuss where exactly. Well, there was there was talks that uh, Lonzo will never step court on the uh, step foot on the court again. Yeah, but Lonzo's come out and said that he wants to play. Anyway, that's not the point of this. Jamal Murray, he's going to miss the rest of the month with a hamstring injury. That's a big that's loss. Big. That's a big loss for Denver. Boyan Bogdanovich for Detroit, who was great for them last season. He's done an old man calf. He's out for a month. Yep. Who yep. has been in trade rumors to join join a contender because he he is a he is just a one of those European players that can do it all. And, and look, he, he probably will. Like, we, we, you know, Boston, Boston, what I say, Boston could use him. Everyone could use him. But you've got Detroit, that uh, new coach, new system, youth movement. He'll get moved at some point, surely. Yep. surely. Mason Plumley, backup center for the Clippers, two months with an MCL spray. They, they got Zubak, they got nothing else as well. So Gabe Vincent, a couple of weeks with a knee injury for the Lakers. You know, poor man. But Gabe Vincent at the Lakers is not Gabe Vincent at, in Miami. No, not yet. He because, has not shown because he that he is the, the same court. player. He hasn't been on the court. Even in the preseason. Yeah, true, true. But look, Memphis, we've, we've talked to them about them a little bit, obviously with Jar being out, but you've got D. Rose out at the moment. you got Steve Adams gone for the year. Brandon Clark with no date for a return. Shout out to D. Rose. Good to see him playing some good ball before he got injured. D. D. Rose is one of my favorite players, man. I've said this to you before. I've said this before. When he did his knee in Chicago, he actually had to learn how to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Because his athleticism took a big hit. Before that, he just out-athleticismed everyone. He jumped over everyone. Then he went, oh, I've got to learn how to shoot. I've got to learn how to play like below the rim. Dude, one of the... like happiest things I've seen on a basketball court was D Rose coming I think it was coming off the bench dropping a 50 piece for Minnesota and just seeing his reaction and yes his stupid neck tattoo but seeing his reaction and and the dude was in tears man that's how much it meant to him to still be able to produce at such a high level in the NBA and like things like that I'd much rather watch those sorts of things all day long then see an absolute flog like Paul Pierce come out and profess to be the greatest shooter in the world after Boston with a championship. Like seeing that emotion in D Rose, but like seeing Kevin Garnett's that, emotion after their win. Oh, okay. anything's even, possible. Don't even get me started on the big ticket. Like again, just another one of my favorite. Players. All right, we've derailed this conversation. A little we're hundred percent out, but that's going to happen. And just quietly while we're talking about Boston, Rasheed Wallace. Um, uh, we, we're going to have to have a Sheed segment. He was just. Like him getting tossed out of a game for abusing an umpire, that just warmed my heart. It was one of my favorite things to see. Anyway, off topic, back to the injuries. Look, Portland. We knew Portland was going to be trash at the get-go, but Scoot Henderson's out a couple of weeks with an ankle sprain. Robert Williams is out for the season with a knee, and Anthony Simons is having thumb surgery with no time. Robert Williams has done another knee, he's or is it the same the season? Knee. I'm not sure if it's the same, but he's done for the season. Because I remember he, when he was came back to Boston in the final series last year, um, Robert Williams, I'm pretty sure, was getting injections in his knee to play in that series. I think you'll find when it comes to the final series that every single player is getting everything injected just to stay on the court. But, again, we're slightly off topic. The big injury that I wanted to talk to you about tonight is Damian Lillard. He has he struggled the back end of last season at Portland with a calf, and yep. they shut him down... And to be fair, he didn't like it. He he's like, no, I want to play. And Portland are like, no, 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 you're injured. Like you need to, 
you need to rest and quietly hoping that they keep losing games and get a better draft pick. Maybe, allegedly. But... That doesn't happen in the NBA. What are you talking about? Come on, it's ridiculous to think that teams would intentionally lose games, <coughs> Dallas, so that they can keep or obtain better draft picks. Or teams that you think should do it. <coughs> Knicks. <laughs> Just don't, and the they're Knicks not playing well. The Knicks have been tanking since 1995. Hey, anyway. hey we made the finals in 99. Was it? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was a lockout season, so that doesn't count. Anyway, Milwaukee, right? So this, yep. is, this is where I was going with all of the injuries that we are talking about. Is Milwaukee's struggles at the beginning of the season, can that be attributed to Chris Middleton's health? Can it be attributed to Damian Lillard's health? Or is it that they've got a rookie head coach who perhaps doesn't ha- quite have control of the team yet because you're already getting the players coming back to him and going, we need to change our defensive schemes because they're not working. We need Brooke Lopez in a drop coverage rather than trying to guard a pick and roll. Shout out to, to Lopez as well, uh, playing, I think it was 38 minutes the other week and getting one rebound considering he's 7-2. Man, I honestly feel like if you put me on an NBA court at just under six foot two, I could get more than one rebound. Yeah. Um, that is but- what, That has always been my biggest knock on Brooke Lopez is that, and, and look, yeah, Robin Lopez, who is his twin, who is the same size as him, not as good, clearly offensively and defensively, so doesn't play the same minutes. But at least the dude can rebound. Yep. But anyway. Um, all right, so head coach, probably still trying to learn the ropes of being yeah, but of if you've been the hired, head of an NBA team. But if you've been hired as a head coach, clearly the, the decision makers in that franchise have gone, you're our man, you can lead this team. They had coach Bud who for all intents and purposes, had done a really good job. He'd taken them to a championship yep. just a couple of seasons ago and they just go, oh, you got knocked out in the first round with Giannis being injured, Middleton being out from a lot of the season. Oh, bye-bye, thanks very much. I and think then they I've, bring in a rookie head coach who... Middleton, Middleton has never been the same. The last, last like two last seasons he's Two struggled. seasons. He has struggled. Since being an all-star, he... Was their best, second best player behind yep. Giannis? Yep, easily, and it was it was a one-two punch. But now it's a now it's a one and a half. Not even it's a one, and whenever he's healthy, so maybe one in four games it's of the season, swatting a fly. Yeah, like the, but so so what is it with Milwaukee struggles? And like again, as soon as they traded for Dane, yeah. like we know that they lost Drew, and that's a huge did, huge loss for a team. I did see something the other day. And I think it's the sets they're trying to win, which comes back to that first year head coach. Because I watched plays. There was that game that um, Lillard went off for 39 points mm-hmm. and Giannis was average. Yep. And the sets they were running, they were setting really high picks, double picks on Lillard's defender. This is like logo. Yep. Um, and Lillard got to pick what he did. And this is when Giannis was on the bench and he went off. He, he went to the right and the center dropped off or whatever. He'd pull up for the three, nailed it. Go left if the center rushed up to him, dribble past him, layup. And it was like eight plays in a row, one after the other. They just brand this play. Lopez, and I think it was Covington. No, um, Connington. Connington, yep. Set, set plays for him. Double screen, high. Worked every time. Giannis comes back on the floor. Giannis, automatically, first time, slips the screen cuts to the basket and the whole play just breaks down 
and Lillard puts up a contested shot fading away in the corner. Okay, so is Next it- play down, same thing. Giannis slips the screen, busts out trying to get that ball. They try to force it to him, stolen, run down the other fast break, score. So is it bad habits? Is it Giannis trying to take over? Is it, as you just is it bad play calls? I think it's a combination of a bit of everything. Like it's, it is Giannis's team and he has been doing that his whole time. He loves to slip that screen and get that bounce pass, which um, a Drew Holiday, who can was a better, make that better pass. passer can than Dame. Can Dame make that pass? I don't know whether he can. He's, he has, hasn't been known for his dimes. Can Dame stay on the court? He hasn't shot the the ball fantastically this season. But again, as as you know yourself as a basketballer, your power for your jump shot, especially someone with so much range... Through your legs. ...is coming from your legs, exactly. Yep. And if you've got a calf injury... Although I do shoot on the way down. You do shoot on the way down. and, and you Hey, it goes you, in. He does, but you've done that your whole career. Dame does not shoot on the way down. You watch his yep. highlight package. Yep. You watch his Instagram reels in, in the off-season. It's all, all at the top of the, uh, top of the jump. But is, is it... The injury that's slowing down Dame is it is it sets is it defensive intensity? Milwaukee have been in the top four defensive rating teams like the last five seasons or something like that, and this season, dude, they're in like the bottom five. Yeah, it's is it attention to detail? Is it them expecting <sighs> that they're just going to waltz in and smack the crap out of teams because they've got this one two and a half punch in Lillard, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez? It might be um, they 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 might just not be trying to yeah run the right sets, um, play team defense because their leader on defense was Holiday, hundred percent. Where Dame has never been known Ooh. to lead his defense, Ooh. so who's going to step up? Is Giannis going to step up and be the leader of that defense and tell people where to go and do it all? Are you going to get uh, Covington? No. Connington, sorry, stuffed that up twice in a row. If is he going to come off the bench maybe and be like, to, "I'm going to be the dude"? I think maybe just in honor of Fossil here that Milwaukee need to trade for Robert Covington and just look, stick them in his lineup. At least we know he can three and D. And look, and again, jokes aside, they just lost Jay Crowder for eight weeks with uh, an adductor injury. I think it is. So Jay Crowder hasn't done anything since he's forced his way out of the Suns. Yeah, look, he hasn't. But again, in the right system, I still feel like he's one of those three and D blokes. But I feel like when they picked him up last year, though, they didn't use him. They did, he didn't have a role for him, no. and he sat there and he literally came out to the media and said, "I don't know what we're all." Yeah, in this and, team. I th- and I think that's half the like. That's obviously going to be a problem when you're trading for effectively. A, so this new coach must have something to say to Crowder to get him back on another oh, contract. You, look, you'd assume so, but if you've you know if you've got essentially a role player coming over from another franchise middle of the season, they're not always going to know their role, and it's going to be hard to adjust. But I just, I can't, and I, I don't even think we've really even achieved it in, in, in this segment is to put our finger on what the problem is I, for Milwaukee at the moment. I, I think it's just a combination of all problems. They're, they're struggling for ident- identity. How, how do you, okay, again, how do you fix it then? Like currently, like the Bucks aren't terrible. They're sixth in the East. They're, they're six and four. It's not terrible. They're Look, no, they've got enough talent there. They're even, no with, even with Lillard off the bench. Like, like on the bench, like yeah, injured. injured yeah, Even yeah. if Lillard out of the game, they have enough talent there with Giannis, who's arguably probably best or close to best player in the world. One yeah, of them. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. Like, even with him on the court, you're going to beat the bottom dwellers. Yeah. They're not going to stop him. He'll drop, even though he did drop 50 and they lost the other day. Um, But you, you put him, they're going to beat the bottom dwellers. They're going to be middle of the road, but it's... 
getting Lillard to buy in, getting the coach to get control of the locker room, um, maybe even like the GMs. Uh, so you think it needs to come from above? It needs to come from above. They need to go to the, the coach and be like, you need to get this um, SHIT sorted. Um, so I was, I was just chilling on the couch on the weekend and I chucked on ESPN yep. and I was watching the Lakers and they've announced the starting lineup and it's D'Angelo Russell, it's uh, Cam Reddish, LBJ, um, Tareen Prince, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. And I'm like, huh, Austin Reeves hurt? And they're like, no. The Lakers have made an adjustment to their starting lineup. They've put Reeves in the second unit and the dude has started to ball. Where I'm going with this is do Milwaukee make who are they, they going to drop to their second unit? Middleton. And and start your mate but, and start your start your mate Connaughton. I thought they were. And and someone else. I don't know who Connaughton has started more than probably Mil- um because they traded away Grayson Allen. Um, in the, in the big loss it is but is is there a move like that that they could make I don't know the depth of their roster past Bobby Paul really. and I think that might be something we do some more research on and maybe touch back on um, in a in a next episode like it'd be interesting to see if if there is something that they could do. do do they need to move for another piece like in a couple of weeks let's see what their improvements are let's look at their um, lineups at the moment and how that changes between now and in two weeks' time, and if there is going to improvements, and if they're going to try some things. And on that, talking about things that we're going to do in the future, if anyone out there has things that they want us to look at, want us to talk about, hit us up on on the Instagram buckets and beards, and um, we'll see what we can do for you. Put up a post most weeks on Instagram, and uh, had uh, my mate Hinchy. Um, I'm not sure whether he's in Norway or he's in Melbourne at the moment, but um, he's given a suggestion. Um, we're not going to do it this week. But uh, that was the the GMs he wanted us yep, to talk GMs about. GMs and uh, top FIBA players as well um, from the latest top FIBA, FIBA tournament. Players, all right, that'd be um, an interesting one to we can look at. But we didn't didn't have enough time to do some research. No, we've before got some, this one. We got a, an exciting last segment to talk about. I think so. Um, it might be time for uh, Stephen A to jump in and, and give us a little bit of magic. I wonder then, what uh, he's got to say about this one. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have something. He always does. He's never short of a word. And um, we'll be back after this with a an in season tournament. Your thoughts. <laughs> what? What? Who? <laughs> uh, Stephen A. Smith. What a crazy fella. All right, George. In-season tournament. Let's go. So I've been asked a lot about what the tournament is and how it works. And my standard response is Google it. But here, I'll give you a quick rundown. Right. 30 teams in the NBA. 15 in each conference. Not makes a, sense. Not a mathematician. But that makes three groups of five. Okay. Yep. So you've got A, B, and C in each conference. Each team plays four games. Okay. So you play each team in your conference once. Once. Two yep. games at home, two games on the road. Okay. Two teams with the so what we get, top top team in each pool, so A, B, C, automatically through to the finals. Next two best teams, they go through as well. You then have eight teams left. Okay. You still with me? I've, I've got you. Okay, you had a confused look on your face. I Just do teach sure. maths. It's yeah. fine. Good. So maybe you should have been doing this segment. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Anyway, quarterfinals, okay? Eight teams. I'm not quite sure how the seeding works. I think it's going to go on records and it's um, points differential. So 
play like teams. I did see that in the ladders. They te- did teams have getting big total wins. points yeah, and point so differential. Teams getting big wins is kind of important as well. Okay. Don't Once, hate. I don't hate that. No, no, I think this is good. Like, I, I know that like even Adam Silver's come out and said, hey, look, we've ripped this off from international sport, especially in Europe. But it adds a little bit of something else to, yep. to the season. So anyway, you've got your eight, eight teams in the quarterfinals. Then it's standard knockout all the way through. Semifinals, sem- semifinals and finals in Vegas, right? So like we've already touched on, expansion, Vegas is coming. Yeah. GM LeBron. Exactly right. But Vegas is coming, all right? So um, all games count towards the regular season totals of 82 games, except for the final. Except for the final. Okay, yeah, so because whoever's in the finals... They're probably playing each other. They could be playing each other more times than they Correct, correct. So there, there's obviously some um, room for adjustments at the back end of the season for, for tawny games. Um, but that's the, that's the basic premise of how this works. The winners... Uh, so let, let's say your Knicks win the tournament. Every Knicks player gets $500,000. Okay? They knock, off, they knock off my Hawks in the final... Hawks get two hundred thousand dollars, and then I think thirds a hundred grand, fourths fifty grand. It's something like that. But there is a financial incentive for these players to turn up to Which play. Is a drop in the ocean. Oh, it is for but for the LeBron. NBA. But no, but no, but for LeBron, five hundred grand. He'll sit out the final, mate. Jalen Brown signed the biggest contract in the history of the NBA, three hundred sixteen million over five seasons. Five hundred grand is nothing to him. But if you're the you're like 11, 12, 13, 40, 15th guy on the roster. That's a house. That's exactly right. That That's buying your mum a house. That's buying, you know, that, 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 that money helps. But anyway, this is what the NBA is doing. They're trying to add a financial incentive to try and get these players, to get them engaged in it as well. Add a little bit of spice to the early part of the season. Look, it's a trophy too. It is like, a trophy. If it's something that continues... You, your team being the inaugural winner it's a of the in-season trophy. It's a legacy. It's a legacy. And it's and look, they're, they're doing it because, you know, through November, December, there's not a lot going on. So it adds a bit of spice. Once you hit Christmas, you know, that's huge for the NBA. Which I'm <coughs> going to come back. I'm going to come back to it. We talked about Indiana, mm-hmm. but knock, them knocking off Philly today in an in-season tournament game. So that's what I say. Today's games. So today is Wednesday here in Australia if you're listening in overseas in America I know we've had a couple of listeners I think you said in California that's wicked again give us feedback we'd love to hear what you're thinking um, but here in Australia the tournament games are Wednesday and Saturday yep okay so the first thing you notice Tuesday Friday Tuesday America. Friday US time US time but that for us because of the time difference it's Wednesday Saturday okay so the first thing that you'll notice in tournament games is the courts are different and the jerseys are different. So now that we've got the formalities out of the way as far as how it all works, what the incentives are, I wanted to ask you, Foss, what's your thoughts on the jerseys and the teams? Because, uh, so the jerseys and the, the courts. So the Celtics wanted to keep their parquet flooring and the NBA said, no, you need to change Travesty. Oh, look, it is because it's one of the most unique and iconic things. They in even the NBA. said they were going to paint over it, correct, to but, keep it, but have it different. But I was talking to my mate Ashley today about the uniforms. Yep. Now Ashley's a huge, huge Lakers fan. Loves Don't hate the Lakers one. I'm with you. I like it, but you know which one I 
do think is absolute garbage. My team. It is the Knicks. It hurts your eyes. It hurts your eyes. It is. It awful. literally. It's. It's like they've misplaced part of their their word across their chest, and it just hurts your eyes to look at. Yeah, it's it's like a magic eye poster. And I hate that the city edition jerseys for the Knicks. They've always, I actually dig. No, they're always trash. No, they're not. I've got. I own like three of them. Oh, at the, home, the city man. edition. I thought you the meant the city edition. Sorry, sorry. No, the these, city edition. These tawny ones. In the past. Trash. In the past. But they. But these are what they're calling their the city, city edition jerseys season. now. Because yeah, yeah. they're, they're wearing them in, in games as well that um, aren't just in season tournaments. No, no. But no, they're, that they're they are, are for in season. They tournaments are going to well. get used elsewhere for sure. But I've been a big fan of some of the teams' uh, court decals and and some of the jerseys. Portland's jerseys. A dig. Yep. I like the Rip City. I've got. I think I've got a Rip City. I've got in my a Rip collection. City one yeah. in my collection. Like I'm a big fan of those. And the one that actually that I, that I really like is Phoenix. Now that might be because remind me of what it looks like. It's the El Valley. Yes, the purples. Yep. So it might be because there's someone very close to me that has a massive affinity for purple. Um, but I thought the court looked cool, and like some of the courts hurt your eyes. Some don't get me wrong some of them hurt your eyes the like, first time you turn it on you could be it like whoa yeah what the hell is you, this and, and for the casual the casual NBA watcher would look at some of these courts and literally be like what the heck is going on with why this? is there a trophy in the middle it's not finals yeah exactly and, and why is there like basically racing stripes on the court Indies Indies top's pretty good yeah I don't yeah. mind Indies what about the courts though are there, are there any particular courts that have really caught your eye? Like oh, I talked about this the other day. Bulls. The Bulls. Now, good Bulls. or bad though? I, I thought it was good. You liked it? I liked the Bulls. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of Boston's. Yeah, Boston's. Again, I, Boston's, I just missed the parquet flooring. I sent these to you though. Yeah, yeah, that's why right. I've literally just looked at them, at them now. Spurs is a little bit odd. The, I, I don't know, man. The, the, port, the, the Phoenix one, I just dig it. Like the blue and the purple with the El Valley over it. I, I really like that. The Pelicans one just hurts my eyes. The Knicks New York over New York bit is just dumb. Um, right, so I, I like the Bulls. I like the red. I'm a fan for the red. I do. I have a red Bulls hat and a red Bulls guernsey. All right. Look, it's your opinion. I'll let it slide. I'm not going to pick. Not it. a fan of H Town. H Town. No, 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 no. No, the, you know what, though? I sent this to you the other day. The Houston court decal with the astronaut. Yeah, that was sick. That's sick. This one here, not so much. Like Golden States is just a bit plain. Jane. Golden States is plain. Mavs is- Indies court's a bit too much. I like their yeah. Guernseys, but their court's a little too much. Know, like the bright blue with the, orange, reminds me the yellow down the middle. Indies court, it reminds me of a NASCAR. That's probably what they're going I don't for. know why. Just just looking That's- at it now, just reminds me of a NASCAR. I'm assuming- Tale okay. of Ricky Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Do you know what on the Denver court and on the Denver jerseys what the fifty two eighty means? Is that is that a postcode or something? I think it's their postcode. Okay. Um, Charlotte's I don't mind. Charlotte are, are renowned for not doing anything good ever apart from drafting. It's not ball. bright like their actual Guernseys. So I don't mind it. It's a, it's a little bit subtle. So I'm, I'm Cleveland's not bland. Boston's yeah we we touched on that. Brooklyn's isn't too dissimilar to what their normal court looks like if you've ever been to Barclays Center. Um, and I feel look, like um, Toronto's too dark. It's like black or dark charcoal with like light gray down the middle of it. If you haven't seen it, there's a couple that are like that. Utah's, like even, I don't mind the purple. Utah. Yeah, I don't mind Utah. 
I did want to do want to get one of those mountain Guernseys, one Just of the throwbacks. Going off the tag takes takes me back to the Stockton Malone days. Yeah, that's it. Look, I'm just looking at the Atlanta one now. Like, did I say I liked or hated Boston? You said you didn't like Boston. Nah, changed my mind. Changed my mind. I dig, I dig Boston. <laughs> Needs to be parquet though. It does. It does. But like Brooklyn's plain. The Atlanta Mavs one. plain. Detroit you, plain. Atlanta is plain. It's blue on blue, and it's like baby blue. Look, you, you could do so uh, much more with it. I don't think you can go wrong with the the purple and gold. It's working. Of the Lakers. Yeah, it works. It works. Like again, it's it's it, you look at that straight away and you go, that's the Lakers. Is but that- there's some of the other teams you look at. God, hey, have a look at San Antonio's. It's mm. a bit it's a bit of a lighter green with some yellow running down the middle. And for a second there, I thought that was Seattle. Yeah. I 100% thought I was looking at Seattle Court and I'm like, wait. But you know what? I look at some of these courts now, right? Because just for the people listening, we have them up on our phones in front of us. So we're actually looking at the courts as we're talking about them. Some of the courts you can look at and straight away you go, I know what that team is. Yeah. Without, okay, Utah, it's obvious because it says Utah. But like you said, when I look at Washington, I'm looking at that going, is that Vancouver? I'm like, I, I, yeah. There's some, there's bit. some of them that just don't quite cut it for me, and I, and I don't know what the heck they're doing in your Orleans. What I can do, I'll, uh, I'll post these. That's an idea. on the Instagram, and I, uh, if you listen to this, jump on our Instagram, buckets and beards, um, and have a vote. Tell us what you think. Tell us what your best one is. Are we off the mark? Have we missed something with these courts? Yeah, like, have we hit the nail on the head, or are we struggling? I think that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. All right, well, I think that probably brings us to the end of episode three of Buckets and Beards. It's, it's been another big week. Another, yep. There's been another, you know, there's been a lot to talk about. There's a lot more to talk about. I'm sure we've missed stuff. Um, as I said on Instagram, drop us um, a line. As I said, every week I'll be putting up a thing for suggestions um, and we like your feedback. Um, hopefully the audio is a bit better on this one because we're trying a different program for our recording. So we've managed to get both our microphones working today instead of just recording off one. So hopefully you can hear us a little bit clearer and with a little bit less echo in the background as well. Yeah. Um, but hey, thanks for joining in. Um, shout out to the couple of people in California and America that have been listening to the stream. Um, to our unofficial beverage sponsor for the evening. A&W root beer which as we said tastes like Listerine so if anyone's tried that let us know because it was gross yep um, but yeah that that's it for episode 3 we'll see you next week